your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to a Friday. Grant Bills in the studio. I'm Rick Solom. Got two two things to talk about, and we'll see what else is on the docket. Oh, man, three things. I was at that food drive Fridays that began today, and it was a little bit awesome. It was a little bit moving in, in terms of just the sheer numbers that I watched uh, come through the Macy's parking lot. I talked to Pat Stevens with Rotary Lights for a little bit about that, and and then I talked to Shelly Fortner with the Hunger Task Force. So I can kind of update on what they all did. We can get into that a little bit. The other thing I wanted to talk about, and I pulled up the wrong sheet. There we go. Is fire pits and burning and doing that stuff as, you know, we're kind of bored and social distancing, but we want to go outside and kind of that it's we're getting to that perfect range where it's cool but not too cold so we can have can we have fires can we not have fires so fire department's pat Coran's going to come on and and kind of give us the lowdown and what you can and can't do and what the fines are going to be for doing stuff like that or not doing stuff like that maybe there won't be fines um so pat Coran, lacrosse fire department will be in at about five fifteen. Uh, the other thing I did want to talk about is unemployment and the idea that I, I, I feel I, I know a couple of people are going through this process and I, it would be great if somebody could call and give us an update on how their process of going through unemployment and just what maybe what kind of numbers they're getting back and, you know, how tough it was that they call, did they get online and did they get paid yet for unemployment? As, uh, as those $1,200 checks are starting to come through, not literal checks, because Donald Trump's got to sign all those still, but the checks that are coming through your bank accounts, those are getting deposited, although I haven't seen mine show up yet. I'm a little disappointed and a little afraid that I probably just wrote down my bank account numbers th- wrong the last time I filed taxes, and I probably haven't gotten uh, paid for last year's taxes. Let it, well, then again, I probably paid into taxes last year. It's always real fun doing taxes when you work in one state and live in another. It's super fun. It's not hard at all. I'm still waiting for the postcard tax system that we were going to have with this new tax law. What happened to whatever happened to that? I'm still I'm going to complain about it every probably once a month at least. Um, at least we get until July now to do our taxes. I'm holding out until July to do that. 608-785-7914, the Sugarloaf Ford talk and text line. <laughs> Libertarian guy texted in. He, he said, I got my fiat money. Are you buying a fiat with your $1,200? Or did you – are you talk to texting Libertarian guy and fiat is supposed to be some other word that I don't quite get? Um, fiat money. That means it's just money not based on the gold standard or anything. So – does it say flat? Maybe it says flat money. I like the idea of libertarian guy buying a fiat with his twelve hundred dollar uh, uh, government check that comes for. I guess we can get into the reasoning too. I started thinking about that as well. the The whole idea of when the when we talked about this maybe a week ago, Grant and I were talking about. I think Grant, you took the position that twelve hundred dollars is going to come in handy, and I took the position that the twelve hundred dollars isn't a. N- wait, do you remember this conversation? Yeah, I, I think my argument was it depends on who you ask, and I, I think that's 
the the best way to approach $1,200. It's going to be a saving grace to some. It's going to be a drop in the bucket for others, depending on if you have kids, what your expenses are like, how much your rent is. Do you have a mortgage? Are you staying by yourself in an apartment? I I loved the thought of $1,200 because for me, it's it's perfect. I'm graduating college this spring. It would be some extra money to kind of reach that next level of financial independency from from my parents, right? Take on some more expenses and having that 1200 bucks as I move into a new place for first and last month's rent and things like that would have been great, but I'm not getting 1200 bucks anyway, so it doesn't really matter what I think. So so maybe if I'm not counting and I'm not getting the 1200 bucks, for most people, 1200 isn't enough. And, and maybe you were right and I was being a little bit over optimistic a couple of weeks well, between, ago when we first talked about it. Between me and you, who needs $1,200? I... I am not a college student with student loan debt and uh, working part-time at a radio station. I probably need the $1,200. I work at a radio station. But between me and you, you probably need the $1,200 way more than I do, and you're not getting it simply because your parents claim you. And your parents aren't getting any benefit. No. They're not getting the extra $600 because you're over a certain age group. Yeah, they're getting some type of tax help. Otherwise, I mean, claiming somebody as a dependent is obviously going to give you some relief in taxes. I don't know the exact breakdown, but I I think my situation is probably one where like, I'm lucky because the system is actually working with me how it's supposed to. The idea is my parents are claiming me as a dependent. And therefore, if something goes wrong with me and I need help, my parents can help me out, right? That's what a dependent means. So while 1200 bucks would be great, I'm also in a situation where if I need an extra boost and some help from my parents, luckily they've worked really hard and they've put money away for a possibility like this. So I'm not out on the street without this 1200 bucks. Others may not be that lucky. Right. And Blue texted in and he goes, he said, uh, plus $500 per kid, unless your kid is... I don't I don't remember the age range, but if your kid is a college student uh, that's moved out and you you're only claiming him, then you're not getting that 500 bucks. All right, and I sent libertarian guy a picture of a fiat as he he explains to me what fiat money actually means. If you heard that clunk uh, from from my end of the studio, that was me like leaning over the mic, clicking my headphones onto the mic really loudly, or it sounded loud to me, and trying to read if. Uh, libertarian guy wrote actually wrote fiat or flat because I can't tell. I gotta I gotta make my screen size bigger maybe. Um, all right, so that's a conversation that we're gonna have at the the, the second half of the show. When we come back, Pat Cran, Lacrosse Fire Department, and I wrote down what he is, his position at the Lacrosse Fire Department, but it didn't save. So all I have is his name. I think he's some kind of community community educator. We'll let the- him explain for himself. That <laughs> yeah. that keeps us in suspense. That's yeah. perfect. Well yeah, done. Definitely. And we're going to talk about fire. So that'll be fun. Literally like literally fire, but also, you know, what you can and can't do as we get into like fire pit weather. So, we'll be back with Pat Rand and the Lacrosse Fire Department after this right here on Wisdom. All right, welcome back to the Cross Talk PM. There we go. <laughs> 608-785-7914, the Sugarloaf Ford talk and text line. I'm very sad that my Fiat picture is slowly sending to Libertarian Guy, and it's just not getting through. It just keeps saying sending. It's not like I sent him a gigantic picture. It is a nice Fiat. It looks like uh, it was definitely taken overseas. Pat Coran, we're trying to get a hold of him. I think, right, Grant? We yep, still, we, still we got him on, actually. Oh, the reason I was slow on your music is is he just called us. It was a buzzer beater, so we oh, have no, Pat. Oh, no, that's what I, and, and totally what I was think, thinking. Uh, yeah, Pat Coran, okay, so I, I have this, these notes somewhere. 
I found them and then I lost them again. <laughs> it's so Friday mad. for you in there, man. I'm so mad. Like here, okay, here they are. They just fell. They fell to like page six. So Grant, if you Google or if you Control F C O R R A N, yep. and you get down, you'll get down that Google Doc away. As you'll find that I wrote down. Oh yeah, Pat Coran, community risk educator for the Lacrosse Fire Department. I put Police Department, Lacrosse Fire Department. Hey Pat, how's it going? I'm doing well. How are you guys? We're doing? very we're very organized here. Um, all right, so you guys you guys uh, put out a, a little information, a little media release. Maybe maybe you sent it out on your Facebook pages too that uh, people could mm-hmm. start coming in and getting fire pit permits in the city of Lacrosse. Right? We're t- we're just talking city of Lacrosse. That's correct. Yep. Yeah, just the city. Okay. My my the first thing I thought. Well, first of all, how much is a fire pit permit? Uh, twenty bucks. Twenty bucks for the year. Okay, twenty bucks for the year, so we can use that all through Christmas. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah, January first to December thirty first. So yeah. to get the most bang for your buck, you really should January first. You need to come get this permit, right? Or or does it last <laughs> yeah. the full year once you buy it? Is it a year calendar year? No, it, yeah, it's it's calendar year. We we do it that way. It's, it's really just ease of of record keeping, doing it calendar year, and and you see obviously an uptick of people having recreational fires in the warmer months. Yeah, okay. uh, but it is yeah, it is January first to December thirty first. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. So twenty bucks for a year round uh, fire pit permit. The first thing I thought was there's a burn ban. You guys are you guys are selling fire pit permits or you're advertising? Hey, come get your fire pit permits or or you do it online. I don't know if you can come get them literally. Um, just mm-hmm. so you can get people, you can you can uh, kind of poke people into having a fire. You kind of you know lure them into that, and then you go and give them all fire fire tickets because they're having open open fires during a burn ban but that's not the case at all huh that's not the case no the burn ban i think that you're referring to is um one that the dnr put out and that's really in in response to all the the covid stuff that's going on right now and one thing to note with that is that lacrosse county is actually not a, a dnr regulated uh uh, fire permit county, and so really the DNR put that information out for their counties that they regulate the the burn permits in, and, and most of those counties are sort of in the in the northern third of the state. Uh, but in in Lacrosse County, most of the most of the burn permits are regulated by the individual municipalities. Okay, that that makes sense. So two things are happening here. So Lacrosse County does not have to worry about a state of the Wisconsin a Wisconsin DNR burn ban, but. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. So the 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 DNR ban that's specifically for unincorporated areas that aren't within uh, within uh, the county of Lacrosse. Okay, that's and then, but but on the flip side, only people in the city of Lacrosse can get these fire pit permits for, from you guys. The uh, the rest of the you're calling them municipalities have to go to their you know if on if you're in on Alaska, go get a city permit from on Alaska somehow if they have fire pit permits, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I, I don't, I don't know about the, the smaller townships and the smaller uh, communities in the area, but actually, our our permit is uh, modeled very closely after the city of Alaska's when when the city of La Crosse decided to do the the fire permits, the recreational fire permits. Um, they actually used a really similar model to what Alaska had in place. Um, and just with the biggest difference is ours are for a year, just because Alaska does theirs for two years, uh, two-year permits, and, and the city of La Crosse is just for a year. And that's really because about 52% of the, the homes in, in La Crosse are rentals, just because of a large student population. 
and we received some feedback from the public that if if we get a two-year permit, um, I might not be in my place the next year. So can we do it a year? So we do it just a year. We do it for a year for all the renters. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, we're talking to Pat Coran, community risk educator for the La Crosse Fire Department. Uh, being the hillbilly that I am, when I moved into my house, which is out in the middle of nowhere, there was a big old burn barrel, which I kept around for a while because I'm like, this is convenient. I'm just going to burn all my like not all my garbage, but a certain amount of my garbage. And then, oh, yeah, I can throw leaves in here. Uh, that's something you can't do the city of La Crosse, right? You guys will come in your big red fire trucks and, and start running <clears throat> tickets, right? Yeah, that is correct. There is uh, burning burning of garbage and burning of yard debris, um, things of that nature. That is prohibited in the, in the city. And it really, it really is just a you know a health and safety thing with with people living in closer proximity and, and you know people being closer together. But you are you are correct. You cannot burn garbage in the city. Okay, when you say yard debris too, so when I put when I pull a stick out, you know when I pick up a stick off the ground and put a marshmallow on it, and then when I'm done with that and I throw that stick which came from the yard. No, I'm just kidding. Obviously, you're not going. <laughs> you're not yeah, doing we'll, we'll individual you, we'll, leaves. We'll give you a pass on that one. We don't want to see big leaves leaf burns though you know you rake up your leaves in the fall and you light those up um but you know those those have those could go up and those are the things we're trying to can control okay my neighbor back in greenville when when christmas is over he he gets a big trailer and he drives around the towns and picks up every christmas tree that's out by the side of the road and then about this time he burns them all at the same time so are we good there with christmas trees or is that inappropriate yeah, you should be burning Christmas trees. No, the really the all the a lot of the the burn language and stuff that's safe to burn is actually on the burn permit itself, and that's one of the reasons why the also why the city instituted the permit was that it, it clearly states what residents can and cannot burn, and and really what what we ask residents to do within the city is when they do have recreational fires that they're really just burning firewood, um, good clean firewood, just okay. to reduce the amount of sparks coming off that fire and the, and the amount of smoke coming off it as well. Okay, how how much how how tough do you guys regulate this because if somebody's just having a little fire a little, you know, they have a fire pit, they maybe they have one of them portable fire pits and I mean I a it's going to be really hard to figure out if that person has a permit. You would have to I mean you you would really have to go out of your way to figure out if this person has a permit if you're just driving by. So like how often do you give tickets out for people that don't have fire pit permits? Sure. Yeah. You know, really, the, the, the majority of, of the, the calls we get on this are, are neighbors calling on, on each other or things of that nature. We're, we're certainly not out patrolling the streets looking for people having, having unregulated recreational fires. Um, we handle very, very few tickets. Um, in, in the five years that we've been collecting data on this, I think we've handed out just a handful of tickets, maybe two tickets. We do give warnings. Uh, but it usually comes when when someone will ha- is having a fire, and there's a disagreement with the neighbor or something along those lines. The neighbor calls it in, and then and then we'll show up. But uh, one thing to to know is that we can't. Um, there actually has to be an active fire for for uh, a citation to be issued. A neighbor can't call in and say my. My neighbor had a big fire last night, and we didn't like it. And then, you know, I want you guys to come in the morning and check it out. Well, if the fire's out, we don't have much much there. Okay, so what I'm hearing is keep a giant five-gallon pail of water next to your fire, and then when I hear the sirens, dump it out and just be like, what fire? What are you talking about? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you can, yeah, then just uh, being ignorant, right? Yeah, and two tickets in five years, and you gave out a bunch of warnings. I, I'm seeing the numbers here. 
Uh, yeah, you'd, it would be really – well, what happens if, if – this is weird because your neighbors would call it in and, yeah, they've got a fire pit and they're having a fire. And then you come over and, and you're like, yeah, they – well, you probably would just look it up, right? You'd look up their address and go, yeah, they have a permit, dude. Like, leave yeah. them alone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, really, we don't want to – we don't want to get involved in matters of that. You know, sometimes it happens, but, you know, we'd really recommend neighbors hashing it out amongst themselves. But, you know, it really comes back to if you're sort of dotting your I's and crossing the T's, you have a permit, you're having, you know, you're having a safe fire. Um, you know, it's it's within the hours. One of the things within the permit is is that um, you're allowed to have fires between 7 in the morning and midnight. So that was one of the reasons why the permit came about, too, was it's trying to curb people having fires at, at 2 o'clock in the morning. Um, and then also if you have a spark arrestor on there and you're not having lots of embers going up into the into the sky then uh, then you should be fine. Yeah, I was going to say, can you give a couple of reasons? Because uh, Southside, that's his name on our text line. I don't know his actual name, but he must be on the South Side. He said, uh, if I remember correctly, when Mayor Harder institute the fire pit permit, which is a which is dumb and a total money grab, you don't need to have a fire permit for cooking. So, A, is this a total money grabber? Aside from, you know, there's some rules, don't have fires at 2 in the morning. Is there some other, you mm-hmm. know, here's why we have fire pit permits. Yeah, it's really, I, you know, I would, I would respectfully disagree to say that it's a money grab. I feel like it's, it's really just a health and safety thing. You know, if you look at, if you look at a, a $20 charge over the course of a year to have, you know, however many fires you're going to have, it's really just to, to, to make sure that residents are informed, that they're, they're getting the right information, that they know that they're following the proper rules, and, and more than anything, that they're just keeping themselves and their neighbors safe when they do want to have fires in their backyard. Um, the money goes into the city's general fund. You know, it's it's a uh, it's a small amount of money in comparison to um, lots of other budgets, and it's really just to offset the cost of the city's general operations. Okay, um, am I missing anything with the, the the fire pit talk here, Pat? I think that's all. I think I I've... don't think so. You know, r- right now what we're we're directing people towards because we are seeing, like I was saying earlier, because we are seeing uh, more uh, more people inquiring about it because of the nicer weather. Um, if you just go to the, the fire department's webpage, um, you can actually call the, the Parks and Rec office, and you can actually get a permit over the phone right now. So you don't you don't even have to come in. You can just go online, look the number up, um, call that number, and then you can get a get a permit right over the phone. So it's it's pretty easy in terms of the social distancing that we're trying to do right now. Okay, but you have to do it on the phone. You can't go online and do it. Uh, that's correct. Right now, you will be able to go online shortly. Uh, we're still working that out with with updating the city's website. But right now, uh, we're just directing everyone to to call the Parks and Rec Department to to get a permit. Okay. And if anyone's planning and having because the Parks and Rec obviously is closed now at five thirty. So if you guys are going to have a fire in the city of La Crosse tonight, keep that five gallon pail of water handy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm all and I am Pat. I am imagining you guys driving around in the giant, the biggest fire truck you have, patrolling the streets uh, for fire pits. Is that that's how that goes down too, right? Just yeah, just looking for it. Yeah, exactly. No, no, that's not that's not what they're doing right now. The the crews are are doing doing what they can to to try to keep everyone safe from all this COVID stuff. Yeah. Well, I got you on on tape here. I'm going to take it out of context. And I'm going to write it up, and nobody's going to know the rest of those sentences, Pat. So that's how that's going to look online. All right. Thanks, Pat, for for having some fun with us and putting up with us, really. Oh, it's my pleasure. Anytime, guys. All right. Pat Cran, La Crosse Fire Department. Oh, I lost what he is. He's the community risk educator at the La Crosse Fire Department.
All right, I think we got a break for Scott's comment and the news. When we come back, we'll talk about this unemployment stuff in a semi-uneducated way. And if anyone wants to call and educate us on what they're going through with unemployment, I know one guy texted in and just mentioned, "Hey, you know, with uh, with the twelve hundred dollars checks, you know, make sure you you also get five hundred dollars per kid." But yeah, anyone wants to get in on that conversation, six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four, the Sugarloaf Ford Talk and Text Line. All right, Scott's comment. The news coming up. We'll be back right here on Wisdom. All right, welcome back to the Cross Talk PM. If you want to get in here, 608-785-7914, the Sugar Loaf Ford Talk and Text Line. 608-785-7914. All right, we want to talk about unemployment, but Grant, you were – you were talking with some people here, you know, we were in talking about fire pits and fire, the ability to, to have a fire in lacrosse. You guys were, you were scheming, I think before the show about yeah. you're, you're going to have like a fire pit party or something. Well, I, well, to be, to be fair, I was overhearing. I actually wasn't invited. I was listening to other people make plans. So I guess I can't, <laughs> I can't include myself and thanks for bringing that up. No, I was not invited, but I, I think I did hear a couple workers talking about, you know, maybe on Saturday, you know, let's have a fire. Let's hang out in the yard where we can kind of space each other out. And I don't think it's just coworkers that I've talked to here. Or listened. I've listened to them talk like, like I, again, was not involving me. I think a lot of people right now are probably going to turn to a bonfire as a way to be social while also not having to go into each other's homes, right? Not having to get into a car or not having to sit too close to each other. Now, hopefully you don't have big gatherings. That's not what we want. But let's say, you know, for example, to use my mom and dad, right? We have a a neighbor. His name is Norm. He lives next door. He doesn't have a wife. His kids don't live at home. So maybe Norm were to come over and sit on the other side of the fire. And and people view that as as a pretty good, I, I think, view that as a pretty good option to sitting at home alone right now. I think it's people are going to use that as a way to be social. So it was good to get some some info uh, from somebody at the fire department who, you know, is used to educating, right? That's his role. So it was nice to hear because I think a lot of people are going to turn to, to bonfires as an option here. I think Pat would have said that that's illegal. It's social gathering. And yeah, you're all I would agree. Um, I didn't mention because he sent me all this information. If now he, he sent me the over the last five years, the city has issued two citations for for illegal fire pits or illegal fires. They don't want to issue citations. That's right. what I'm hearing. They and, just want to make sure everybody's, yeah. you know, keeping it and they, not and they've, small scale probably. They've, they've had a chance. 234 warnings. So, but two, if you, if you, uh, this is the odds of this are slim, but if you're one of the two people in the last five years, that's gotten a $187 ticket for having a fire pit. Feel free to call the show and talk about it because I want to know what the circumstances were for those two people. I should have asked Pat cause you know, he's given the ticket for that. Um, all right. I think number three is calling in as the CD player opens up here, right in my, in my kneecap. That was interesting. There's a CD player and a dual cassette cassette deck you have all the tech in there in the studio not to mention something that uses reels that i unplugged the other day because why is that plugged in but all right number three is on the line number three what you got i'll bet you if the fire department could keep half that money that they collected they ran out write out more tickets (laughs) for a big christmas party anyway i heard on your news that they're talking about the the big boats coming to lacrosse and yeah, Viking, couple of years. Viking cruises in 2022. We're still going to be on lockdown, so I'm not holding my breath. Well, here's, here's what I was getting at now. <laughs> the city is all excited because these boats are coming. There's going to be 10 boats a year, from what I heard. 
the charge is going to be a dollar per person for the dockage. The boat holds 386 people. So every time the boat comes, it's $386. It's going to come 10 times a year. So that's $3,860 that we're going to get every year. We're going to spend approximately five and a half to $6 million to fix up Riverside. So my calculator quit working. Would you two college guys divide $3,860 into $6 million and see how many payments that's going to be so we know how many years it's going to take to pay for it? Uh, $6.40, is that right? <laughs> Did I do it the wrong way? I got a text from Adam. He he's uh, he sent a selfie. Him drinking a beer and having a bonfire. Adam, you better have a permit for that. That's I I loved that because most texts we get are disagreeing with something that one of us said, and it was nice to just get a nice appreciation text and a smile. Yeah, I appreciated that. Certainly a lot better than the text your dad sent the other day. That might have been provoked. That was yeah. Maybe sharing stories about pulling him around on water skis. Yeah, maybe that was worth the the text that we got. Trying to pull his fat ass on water skis. Oh wait, what? Um, all right, so number three, I can't, I can't keep up with your math either. I'm not really sure. I don't even know what the ten dollars. I don't know what he's talking about. Ten dollars over my head with this, and he's probably going to get upset that I didn't understand it. But, that, but that's the, the the way it goes. Um, all right, we got a couple more calls. Bob is on the line. Bob, go ahead. What you got? Yeah, hi. Um, yeah, I just like to comment on that stay at home order. Um, he he got. Governor Ebert yesterday um, said, okay, until May 27th. Sixth, yep. Um, it, doesn't, it, doesn't make, it doesn't make sense. I mean, that's almost, that's almost six weeks that he's going to hold our economy up in Wisconsin. I mean, he's going to hold it up. for. There won't be an economy in Wisconsin left. I mean, there's no reason why he can't open small businesses like retail places. I mean, they can wear masks. I mean, the people that own these businesses, they're not going to make it. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. Um, they could work out things, these small businesses. I mean, there won't be an economy left in Wisconsin if Evers goes ahead with this. And it looks like he's going to do it. So it doesn't make any sense. Right. All right. Thanks, Bob. Um, yeah, there may, maybe there's a plan to. I mean, I, I feel like there's certain businesses you really couldn't open, and there's other businesses Evers is slowly opening. And I think maybe May 26 is the a hard deadline. We're going to put that deadline out there. It's going to be a month, and we can roll that back. We can change it up. <laughs> you know, like there's yeah. there's ways to to change this. I at this point, you know, like what there's a say there's a a, a little mom and pop shop down not not a not a restaurant or anything, but just open like a they're selling stuff. You know, it, can that store be open? It's pretty tight in there. And then are they going to be washing everything every time someone touches something? And what if, you know, I'm, I'm guessing that they don't have a lot of workers. So if somebody ends up getting the coronavirus in that store, then they're probably going to have to close it anyway for who knows how long because they're, the you know, one of very few people that work there. Maybe the owner works there most of the time. I don't know, just just uh, you know, trying to play devil's advocate a little bit. But I understand the the idea of you know like can we can we negotiate on what can be open and closed at this I, point I want to go to Mike we do have Mike on the line and he wants to talk fire pits and that's obviously one of our big topics today but to kind of go off of what Bob said 
Look look at the order that Tony Evers passed before you pass judgment. I know we hear stay at home and things are going to remain shut down. But on this order, which will act become active next week at the end of April, so it will be for the next month, so not yet, a couple types of businesses are going to be able to open. So golf courses is the headline item, but some other small businesses and types of stores are going to be able to operate uh, through delivery, curbside. So we are getting a little bit lax. It's not happening as quickly with, as people would like. And I agree with Bob that probably over the next month, we're going to see some places go under. Tony Evers is prioritizing the health and the healthcare system of the state right now over the economy. You can agree or disagree with that, but also read the order because there are some changes. So just make sure you're, you're fully in the know of what's changing next month under this new order before you get too mad or get too happy about it. Just make sure you check it out. It's not overly long. It's like two pages, I think. Yeah. And then, you know, if we get a, if we end up having a hot spot here, a hot spot where we get a bunch of people get the virus all at once, you know, that that whole area is then, you know, under siege a little bit. There there's been plants. Um I think even number three referred to this a couple of days ago, the a South Dakota, you know, factory farm type plant. Uh workers got it there and then, you know, that place went under. So not it didn't go bankrupt, but all, you know, it had to close because all the workers have coronavirus. So um, all right, let's go. Mike wants to talk fire pits. It's so much more fun to talk fire pits than uh, stay-at-home orders that we're we're vague about. Completely agree. Yeah, all right, go ahead, Mike. Hey, Rick. Um, I remember when I built my fire pit. This is Mike, a.k.a. Southside, calling from an undisclosed location. I built my fire pit the year Mayor Harder put this fire pit ordinance uh, money grab into place. Yeah, $20, a $20 was, permit fee. Yeah, yeah. I remember my neighbor over the fence said, oh, are you going to get a fire permit? I said, hell to the no. <laughs> and he just laughed because I don't think he cared. And um, I just I don't see it's the most nonsensical thing I've heard. I mean, me having a fire pit permit doesn't make my fire any safer. And if I burn my house down without a fire permit, I'm still going to have my house insured and the fire department still coming to my house because I have taxes or paid them across. So. Can, can oh, your no, insurance, is there a little wiggle room for your insurance company saying, hey, you didn't have a permit, so you're effed? No, I don't think so. My, well, the fire pit's about, I don't know, 30 yards from the house, so the chances are extremely low anyways. And I always put it out. It's never unattended, so I don't know. I'll take my chances, I guess. Well, at least if your neighbor's listening, he knows he can call at any point you have a fire and you're getting a $187 fine because now he knows you don't have a permit. <laughs> All right. Thanks for the call, Mike. Uh, just messing with you there. Just messing with you. Um, it was a pretty fun conversation we had with Pat too. I think I, I, I think he was, he was, uh, what do I want to say? I always forget these cliches, but he was, he was able to take the jokes that I was having. A, the idea of the fire, fire department driving around in their big red trucks, uh, given fire pit permits. I think he was able to be loose and joke about it. And, and I think he wanted to make it very clear. Yeah, he wants people to follow the rules, but they're not looking to, to come and shut down bonfires and give people tickets. They just want to make sure people are taking the necessary precautions, right? Yeah, and he, I mean, he, he stated some of the safety ideas of why we have permits and you know, I, I could say you, you could say pretty easily like eh, money grab. But on the on the flip side, there's you know, there's some there's some safety rules there. And then, then there's also rules beyond that. Like, hey, you get a fire pit permit and you can't have a fire past midnight or did he say midnight or 2 a.m. or something like that? Uh, you know, in the middle of the night, no fires. Nothing good happens after midnight, especially with fire.
Well, and then at 2 a.m., you know what happens at 2 a.m. We're going to start a bonfire here. I'm coming back from the bars. We're going to start a bonfire. And then by 3 a.m., I'm getting pretty tired. And then I just go in the house, and that five-gallon pail of water is still full. Um, all right, so who is it? Scott? Scott's waiting on hold. Scott, go ahead. You're on the air. Oh, I'm just uh, paying on our wonderful farm and fleet in, uh, out of Alaska here. They're great people here. But um, anyhow, yeah, this this uh, I think this one, the 26, is going to put me under um, as a denture provider for the state. For one thing, I won't even be able to make dentures for the state because I won't be open anymore. This is over. Scott, uh, there's no help. I mean, I went and applied for the PPP program, got my paperwork in Wednesday, and they said uh, Thursday at noon it was over. And there's people that did get it, didn't get it. I mean, this is going to be who's going to say whose businesses are shut down for this and whose futures are ruined. I mean, mine's ruined. I've had 35 years in this business, five years as a denture provider for the state at, you know, 19 cents on the dollar, and then that's it. They're putting me under. So, so Scott, I imagine you, goes. Scott, I imagine you have like a building, an office that you have to maintain or pay rent. Oh, I have on to or... pay. Yeah, I have to pay a huge rent. Yes, and okay. and I'm under a personal guarantee. They won't even waive that for me. <laughs> I have to pay it or die, and that's it. Or go to take them. They can take me to court. I have six months left on my lease, and I may move out in the middle of the night. I don't know. I hope I don't have to. Okay, on because the flip side. Me and my wife have to sit down tonight, and we got to figure out where we stand and when it's going to end because we unfortunately bought a house next door to us to rent out for fishermen, and, and that, that's all going to be gone. I, that was our retirement, our future, yeah. and it's, it's ruined. On the, flip side, is, on the flip side, Scott, do you feel nervous at all? Because you're, you're somebody, I imagine, you're pretty close face-to-face. You're, you're in somebody's mouth at some point, I'm, I'm going to say. We are. We are, but we don't, we don't have blood spatter or anything. We do deal with saliva, but we glove up. Uh, M95 masks, um, we could take temperatures before they come in. And primarily we see where an average dental office could probably see up to, I don't know how many, you know, 75 patients a day with hygienists and everything. We can go to see, we see three, four people a day, and that's it. Okay. Because we're just doing one thing. And primarily our, our group is older people, except for a lot of the state people there in their they're middle aged and even younger. Their their teeth are out when they're thirty years old. They have no teeth left. Yeah, it's just it's crazy. What what I don't know. I don't know the answer, and I'm not sure. But well, I know that I I can tell. We're, we're I can looking give you at a, trying to figure out what's going on and if I can even stay uh, afloat after this. I know one answer would be if we had a ridiculous amount of testing, and then maybe I don't know if this exists at this point. But if we had accurate testing. That came around within, you know, let's say like an hour or two. Like you, you give someone a test, and then they 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 would have to wait outside your in your office or wait outside your office. Tests come back clear, and then they get to come in, and you get to work on them. So testing is is the answer here. But you're right, like the the idea that you have to apply for something uh, through the government, and it sounds like you didn't get it. I I don't have I don't know what you do after that. Neither do you. It sounds like they cut it off, and I I don't know how they could cut it. And then they're going to have to do something because there's going to be people that say, hey, how come you got it and I didn't get it? It's crazy. It's crazy. And it's all because I do have two businesses within one, work for outside dentists, work for inside patients. Payroll comes out of one. I didn't file it the right way the first time because the majority of the business is the the people business and the payroll is pulled out of the smaller business. And It's just crazy what happened. 
Yeah. And then I'm, I'm too late now. So. Okay. But well, we'll thanks, thanks for the call, hey, Scott. You know. uh, hang tight in there. It's, it's, it's a bum deal. Um, all right. We're gonna we're gonna take another quick break. Uh, we'll 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 rebound a little bit and wrap up the show after this right here on Wisdom. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM 608-785-7914, the Sugarloaf Four talking text line, talking about burn pits for a while, but then we kind of got off on this stay at home order a little bit. Scott and his business uh, complaining about. It sounds like he doesn't have any any answers, but maybe Main Street guy has some answers. Main Street guy, you got answers for Scott? <laughs> I, you know the way you phrase that seems a little smug, dude. Complaining about the guy's business is being destroyed. <laughs> complaining about this seems like the wrong terminology. <laughs> oh, so now yeah, you throw it back to me. No, that's... well, no, I'm just saying the guy the guy's hurting because of this. Which you know, anyway, um, I have a uh, observation and a question. Uh, the first is, I mean, besides all the economic disaster, um, you know, I've talked to a few people who were due for their annual physicals with their doctor, and they said that a couple of them didn't, a couple of them were canceled, and a couple did teleconference, and they asked a few questions, how you feeling? So no blood pressure check, no blood test. The doc said, well, well, you're doing good. Okay, we'll do the blood test next year. Which seems really, I mean, we discover these core morbidities by doing annual physicals and this sort of thing. So that seems kind of dangerous to me. But the thing that worried me most was a week before the school shutdown, uh, someone I know had a, you know, a vascular event, which was not good. And they spent a couple days in the hospital and were released. And they did an MRI, and the guy called like five times to a local hospital to get the follow-up on the MRI. They finally responded in text message and just, well, just keep doing what you're doing. How you feeling? I think the longer this goes on, it's going to get more and more dangerous. And I really think you need to come up with some numbers to justify this, because the choice is not just between the economy and the safety of the people, I think we're having other issues that are going to come up that are going to be worse than the infection and the pathogen that's going around now. So I think we need to be careful how we talk about this and how we support it uh, unquestioningly. All right, yeah. Um, and that's pretty much all i got to say. Okay. All right. No, sounds good. Thanks, Thanks Main Street Guy. Um, all right. And then we – did we have Bill waiting too? Yep, we got Bill. One right. last caller. Right, go Bill, ahead, Bill. Go ahead. Bill, you're on the air. Oh. Go ahead. Yep, you're on. I would just like to go back to what number three was saying. I think he had a good point. The city wants to spend $6 million, he said, on the uh, Riverside Park for the docks? Uh, sure. I mean, I don't. I didn't vet those numbers, but okay, let's pretend that's right. Well, and they're going to take they take in just under $3,000, $4,000 for docking fees for these boats. Okay. So where 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 does it where 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 does it uh, where does it end there? That's 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 a long time to pay that off in revenue, not including the fees that you have to um, into maintaining the docks either. Okay. Yeah. So, so you, where, you where don't that? want you don't want docks in Riverside Park. So like paddle wheelers oh, no. and no one's saying no docks. It's just where does where do the numbers add up? You know okay. what I mean? Well, I mean, if if we're talking number three is five million dollars, then I I don't know if if those are accurate. I couldn't I can't tell you off the top of my head. Um, but 
I'm all for, I think we all are. I think we all can go, yes, docks in Riverside Park. Sounds good. Um, we got to also do my river ca- uh, canal system throughout Riverside Park so we can have, I always say gondolas, but I'm not sure if they're gondolas. The, the boats. You could imagine taking a gondola ride through the rotary lights when the season comes around. Yeah. Or maybe that would be well, cold. It would be frozen, too. It would be. Well, you could keep it. Yeah, get creative. It would be <laughs> a scenic creative. time. And I, and I think both in the case of Main Street Guy and Bill, like we have to recognize how connected this stuff is. And I think Main Street Guy did a really good job pointing that out. We're not just closing businesses, right? We're denying some services that at first might not seem like a huge deal. Okay, you can't go to your doctor for two weeks, but... As this goes along, I, I think it's it's not just economic anymore. It's not just local businesses. It's going to be healthcare. It's going to be education. Everything's going to be affected. So we need to look at it with a wide scope. And, and I think both of our last two callers hit that really well. Libertarian guy says, of course, I'm for the docks because I don't pay taxes in the city. But I work in the city. I feel like I kind of pay taxes in Wisconsin. I always got to pay into one of them states. Um, all right, that's going to do it. If you didn't get a fire permit for your fire... They gave out two tickets out of 273 in the last five years. So just hope you don't have nosy neighbors. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a good weekend. We'll talk.